Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi folks, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveller who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners, welcome to another episode of Melting Pot, a series of conversations with very, very diverse and extremely passionate people who, in my opinion, are also change makers and they are from across the globe. My guest today is Saloni Khanna, who has a very interesting background, I have to add. So she's an engineer, a model. She was a flight attendant, an assistant base manager for an airline, and now is an actress. Wow, that is super exciting for someone to have you know, so much diversity. And I'm really, really looking forward to this conversation. So thank you, Saloni, for finding time. Before we begin, I have to correct you there. I was never a flight attendant or a base manager of an airline. This is just something on Google. I have no idea who's put it up. Oh, seriously? Um, oh my God. So when I Googled myself for the first time, I also read this, that I was a flight attendant with Kingfisher. And I am 36 years old and none of that is true, by the way. I'm definitely an engineer. (laughs) (laughs) So who, I mean, this is, I, which is why, yeah, it's bizarre, which is why sometimes the internet can be a very scary space, but have you not tried to correct it or is Um, there no, no way of doing that? um, I honestly, I didn't really try to find out. I actually had a good laugh when I read it <laughs> and I sort of just let it be because, you know, it, it really didn't matter to me what my age on the internet was or what it said I do because everybody who mattered and everyone in the business know me personally and they know who I am and where I come from. And uh, so I just, I, I let it be. I said, okay, I mean, somebody's made the effort to write it down and it didn't say anything nasty. He didn't really say anything which was derogatory or nasty or mean or something that would strike as odd. 
it was just funny so i let it be but i think i should change it now i think so because this is the information again you know i picked up from the internet and i said oh that's interesting but thank you for correcting me anyways um <laughs> yeah and it's gone on record now so <laughs> Okay so we shall completely not have anything to do with the travel industry part but uh, so let's begin from where you you know are you originally from delhi yes i'm i'm born brought up bred delhi i did my schooling college everything from delhi i am an engineer that part is correct okay and- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what engineering did you do and what stream I did electronics and instrumentation. Okay. Um, I graduated from a college in Gurgaon, and I also worked with Tata Consultancy Services for about two years after I graduated. And I was going to go in for an MBA when modeling came my way, and then I think life just changed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. so- Okay and so that was um something that when you mentioned modeling came your way it it just happened organically or were you seeking it both because when i was in tcs i would do one or two shoots on the weekend when i had an off but i never thought of it as a profession it was just something that i found interesting and you know it excited me and it was different from the monotony of the corporate life so i would go and do one off shoot on a saturday or a sunday and then i quit my job because i wanted to go into an mba and i was i had given my exams and i had i was studying for the interviews and i had 6 months so i was like i'm going to leave my job and for 6 months i'm just going to enjoy now and that's when there was an agency in delhi and they got in touch with me and you know they called me to the office and then they said hey you're not working anymore so there's no salary you don't seem like somebody who takes money from home or you know like you you sustain yourself so why don't you try modeling do your mba do this for 6 months and i thought why not you know it's interesting i have a little bit of experience and i just took it up and i became so busy with modeling in the first month i think my first big assignment was the fab india campaign and i did a campaign and i saw myself on hoardings and i was like oh my god i never thought that <laughs> could happen and i never thought of it as a profession because i didn't know how people get into the modeling world or how they do this or who does it what are agencies i had no idea yeah i was seeking it but it also because i was seeking it i think it came to me yeah yeah so you yeah yeah it makes sense because then you kind of you know how you call for something in the yeah. answers i think it was one of those yeah yeah absolutely and then what kind of caused the shift and how did you move to mumbai did you have any acting experience prior to or while you were at school or college or I mean when I was at uh, school I was always this kid who would be on stage all the time singing or dancing and I had a training in Kathak and I was I was trained in classical dance my mother made sure that I was trained in both of these against my wishes but I thank her for it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yeah when you're a teenager you don't want to be singing the alap because yeah. it, I mean for lack of a better word it's not considered cool yeah and so I didn't want to go for classes but I was she pushed me to attend it and give exams and you know 
uh, get my diploma and so I did. So I was always on stage, but acting is not something I ever thought of or tried my hand at. And when I moved to Bombay, it was actually because of modeling. The same agency in Delhi asked me, and I had been modeling. Yeah, so they kind of, they opened an office in Bombay. They asked me to come with them. And when I came to Bombay, it was actually for modeling. I wasn't planning to take up acting or become an actor. But when I came to Bombay, I was sitting at home a lot because it was a new place. I didn't know anybody. Um, Saloni, I have one question. Um, was your family okay with you moving to Bombay? They didn't know I was moving to Bombay. Did you tell them? So when I told them, you remember I told you I was going in for an MBA, right? Yeah. Um, my admission was done. So I was, according to my family, I was modeling for six months till I get my admission. And call it start. But I kind of convinced my father to let me do it a little longer. And that I would try again for an MBA next year in a better college. So on that condition, he said, yeah, okay, fine. You can study again, give your exams again until the time you want a model model. And so I did that in Delhi. And then I realized that this is what I want to do. So I told them I'm, I, I, I got a shoot in Bombay. And I came down with the agency for that. And then I just decided to stay on for two months. And they didn't know that I was planning to move when I was looking at houses. <laughs> and I didn't know how to tell them that I'm moving. But having said that, I went back. To, and what I would do is for the first six months, I would keep going back and forth. I would be in Delhi for 15 days. I would come to Bombay for 15 days. So nobody really felt like I've moved. So nobody really, uh, you know, felt like I've moved to Bombay. But finally, after six months of doing this, I decided to get trained in acting because my modeling work in Bombay was very limited because I didn't know anybody yet. And I would have a lot of free time. And I wanted to kind of train myself in acting and see if I can do it before venturing into that. Yeah. And for that, I had to be committed and I had to move to Bombay full time. Like I couldn't do 15 days in Delhi anymore. So that's when I burst the bubble and I told my father that I'm moving and I know where I'm going to stay. I've already set everything up. I just have to take the flight and go. Yeah. And he wasn't really expecting that. So I think he didn't react because he didn't take me seriously. Hmm. Hmm. He thought what I've been doing for the past six months is what I'm going to be doing. Right? I'll go there. I'll stay there for a month and come back. So I still remember my first month when I didn't come back to Delhi. My father would call me and say, when, when, are, you, when are you coming? I haven't seen you for a month. <laughs> when are we seeing you? And I would just be like, uh, not right now. I have classes going on. I'm, I think for the first three months, I didn't go back. And I think that's when it hit them. Hmm. That, oh. She's not coming back. The decision has been made. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I didn't really announce it. I sort of slipped into the whole process. Right. And let it happen on its own. Because I think I lacked the courage to, to actually say to myself that this is what I want to do for a very, very long time. Hmm. Because the world I came from, acting, modeling, the extracurricular, the arts was not a profession. It was always a hobby. Right. Yeah. And I had grown up with that. Mm. I had grown up with the thought of your profession has to be something else. This is something you do on the side. So I didn't have the courage to say it to myself. So I couldn't say it to anybody else. So it's only after you kind of, you know, you processed it within yourself that this is what I want 
to do is when, you know, you were able to then share it with your family. And I guess they figured when, like you said, when you didn't go back for three months, they figured that this is it. And the decision has been made. Yeah. <laughs> so then after you finished, because we all know how competitive the film industry is, how was the breakthrough and what kind of a process did you have to go through in order for that to happen? So I started auditioning, you, you know, to get a job in front of the camera, you have to go through an audition. That's the first uh, step. And when I started auditioning, when I came to Bombay, I found out that I'm terrible. <laughs> that I cannot <laughs> act to save my life. And that it's not an industry of pretty faces anymore. It's changed. It used to be at some point, you know, if you could dance and you, you looked good and acting was, was not the first thing they saw. Uh, I'm talking about the 90s, you know, when we were growing up. And right. I'm not saying that not everybody knew how to act. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that it wasn't the first thing. But now things have changed. And now, like you said, there was so much competition and so much talent that after the first few auditions, I knew I had to train myself. I had to work on my craft. And that's the only way I was ever going to do, uh, become an actor. So I started training. I started training with Jeff Goldberg in Mumbai. I started training under him and working on myself. And he trains in method acting. So I trained with him for about nine months on and off and during that time I started doing theater I started doing stage plays and I did about two plays with Jeff one of which we still do okay so when this play called the streetcar name a streetcar named desire it's by Tennessee Williams we still do it in Bombay and I think that's how I started learning the skill and working on myself and once I was on stage a couple of times I became more confident with my craft is when I started auditioning again. And I saw a huge change in the way I was mm-hmm. and I, like I was after my training. So basically when you're live, there are no concessions, right? It's not like you can say, okay, uh, I'm on stage. Oh my God, I forgot my lines or, oh my God, I should have been standing here and not there and you can't reverse it. No. So, yeah, so I guess that gives you that gives you the confidence then, you know, to be able to walk in. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. There are no retakes. Yeah, there are no retakes. Exactly. And uh, yeah, you cannot uh, mess it up. And if you do, you have to cover it. I mean, you have to think on the spot. It makes you extremely spontaneous. Yeah. And so I started auditioning after doing that again. And I think things started changing after that. And then I started getting a couple of ads. And then I finally got my first web show, which was not as the lead, but it was a good character. And I was just hungry, you know, to be in front <laughs> of the camera. Yeah. Like, because I had, I had really worked hard. I wanted to do this. And I worked really hard in theater and to train myself. And I knew how important it was. I had had that realization. So I was so hungry and I finally I got my first break. And then after that, there was no looking back because the more you start working, the more experience teaches you. And, you know, your skill is something you have to keep on working. Yeah, I mean, that is, yeah, I guess that's something that, you know. Uh, so what was the name of the first web series that you, you have been a part of? The first web series I was a part of was called... Uh, 
called Lassi and Chicken Masala. It was for this, for Alt Balaji and Z5. And it was directed by a very famous director called Mr. Pradeep Sarkar, who came from a film background. And he's directed Parinita and a lot of other brilliant films. And that was my first break. And luckily enough, I got my second break also simultaneously. So I was shooting for two web shows simultaneously that year. Wow. Uh, the other <laughs> that's, yeah. that's quite amazing. Yeah. It was very rewarding, you know, it was very motivating to kind of get that. And, and that's, I think that's when the ball started rolling. So I was working on two web shows simultaneously and it was great. So that's, that's how it all, that's how it's all, it's all kind of flowing now. I have noticed that I could be wrong, but in the recent past, maybe the past I would say five, six years, there's a lot of talent from Delhi that has sort of migrated to Mumbai and is now exploring whether it's theater or Hindi cinema or uh, the online platforms. I mean, how do you think that's come about? You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payo, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Um, I think the migration was always there. I think Bombay is a city that has a lot of people from all over India pouring in because the industry is kind of, especially if you want to be a part of the industry in any way, whether it's direction, production, photography, acting, sound, anything, right? The industry base is here. So you always had that, you had a lot of people coming in. I just feel that the people who are coming in now have become more aware of the fact that whatever it is you have to get into, there is so much competition and talent that you have to find out what makes you stand apart. And you have to kind of work on whatever skill that is needed for you to get the job. And I just feel that people who are migrating have become more serious about it. Yeah, because if you have to survive in the industry, then you have to be serious. There's no other way. And you have to work really, really hard for people to be able to actually recognize your skill set or the talent that you may have, which emerges when you've done a couple, like you've mentioned that you did a couple of web series. And that's where the recognition came and you were able to get more jobs after that. So yeah, it you're absolutely right that there's no second to hard work. For sure. I mean, it might look easy from the outside and, and some people have it innately. Some people, I, I don't know how that is, but I know a few people who are innately extremely talented and their craft is already at a level where it's easy to get your first break, you know, like without working on yourself. And there are those people, yeah. but there are also people like me who were really <laughs> bad. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you should discredit yourself because... <laughs> But you were, I'm sure you were not bad, but you probably just needed to work <laughs> on um, honing in your, your skills. So it, I, I don't think anyone can be bad. That's, that's not fair to yourself. I mean, yeah, I have a tendency to be harsh on myself. But, uh, <laughs> no, but I was, you know, when I first I saw my first ever audition, I never wanted to look at it again. What am I doing? 
<laughs> it was hilarious. And yeah, I mean, there are some people who just need to work harder than others. And you have to realize that about yourself, which category you fall in. So self-awareness is extremely important in the arts. Yeah, that's true. And you're right about, I mean, I was joking, but you're right about being self-critical because that's the only way in which you can actually bring out the best in you. Of course, if someone else criticizes you, you get offended and then you want to show that person that, you know, yes, it's funny, but yeah, don't. Point, but you know, I have to, I have to add here that when somebody criticizes you, it's very important to see who that person is and really hear them from what, for what they're saying, because that criticism can really help you grow. And if you just get offended, it might act as a block. Yeah. You won't be able to cross because your ego might get hurt and then you know you just do things to prove a point and that's not what it's about it's not about just proving a point yeah you're absolutely right yeah so moving on what are some of the interesting projects that you're working on that you can talk about i i won't be able to give you name yeah that's fine yeah but i have a couple of things in the kitty which is great because of the lockdown everything was on a stand still right but now things have started opening up i'm working on a film it's a it's going to be released next year i'm also working on another two web series actually which will again all of this is to be released next year and and then i'm working on myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah so how how are you working on yourself what is it that you're doing oh definitely i'd love to talk about that so because of the lockdown we had a lot of time on our hands right because work was um, zero literally the industry was closed so I had a lot of time to kind of start working on my acting again which I had so what what I tend to do is once I finish that nine month course that I did with Jeff which was on and off every year I try to do small workshops to kind of get more tools or try to understand the craft better or try to learn something new that I can implement so I was busy doing that I did a small workshop, an acting workshop for 10 days. I also started singing again. Before the lockdown, I was working on a musical, which is right now shelved because you can't have large gatherings. It was yeah. just a live show. And that musical sort of got me back to my music, singing, which I had not done for years. So this, I started working on my music. I started making my own music. I started singing again. I also started studying psychodrama and music therapy. Yeah, I was never a flight attendant but yeah exactly at some point in life so yeah yeah that's been completely knocked out now so (laughs) and after people listen to this podcast and uh, they go online and they they search for you and they see flight attendant they'll say what we know the truth (laughs) so yeah so no that's interesting that's interesting that I think working on yourself is also so important and we should never forget that we can keep growing because there's no end to learning it's like a lifelong thing so yeah so whenever you have the opportunity it it makes so much sense to to just go ahead and work on yourself as well. So that's that's amazing. I did see something on YouTube 
when I was researching you and I'm nervous what did you see no 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 but and this is visual so obviously it cannot be wrong because you were there (laughs) some some poetry something that you were doing I to be honest I didn't see the entire clip but you were talking to someone about poetry nazams or something like that Nazams. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So, and it was you. It was definitely you. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was me. It was me. We did um, a small collaboration where we read out Nazams. This is during the lockdown again. Right. And poetry is something I've always been interested in. In fact, I've always been interested in writing. I also wrote a play, which we performed in Bombay. Okay. It's called uh, Charades. So, writing poetry is something that has always really you know, touched me and I'm deeply connected with. So Nazm is, it's not exactly poetry, but it's something like that. And those Nazms, none of them were mine, but we had researched a couple of them, picked out our favorites and we were just reading them out. I think that's the video you must have seen. Yeah, I think that's the one I saw. I didn't see the the entire video, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. So, I mean, I think it gave different facets to a person because you it it just goes to show the diversity whether it is within the creative world but other stuff but that's fine at least there's so much diversity you're into music you yourself mentioned that you write you are now officially an actress who can act (laughs) So, (laughs) so I think that kind of diversity is what adds a flavor to a person and yeah and you know that that's you, uh, sort of dive into new things you also kind of and, and you do it for nobody else but yourself you yeah. also learn a lot about yourself yeah um, you know you you really get to know new things new skills new interests and i think that's very important otherwise what is life right I mean, it's all about experiences. Yeah. And the more you dive into new things, the more experiences you're gathering. Like you like traveling. Yeah. That's an experience. And I just feel like it's important to at least try your hand at different things to understand where you, where you are, where you stand, what you really want to do. Yeah. And to grow as a person. It's so important. Yeah. And so is that the advice you would give young listeners who are at a threshold of making decisions as to where life is going to take them. So what kind of, other than this, is there any other advice that you'd like to give people? I mean, I would just like to say that you've got to give it a shot, whatever it is. I I don't think it's correct to live without trying um, because you're always going to regret it. And that regret, is really it hurts you know you 10 10 years 20 years down the line you look back and just give it a shot even if it's for a short while and you just give yourself six months to try out something though i don't believe in that concept when i I believe in diving into something fully but even then if you if you can't for whatever reasons because i know people have a lot of they, they come from different backgrounds and they have responsibilities and and I'm just talking in terms of the entertainment industry. If you really want to do this, give it a shot and please, please train yourself. No matter how good you th- think you are. Very important. Yeah. 
That is a very good piece of advice. And I will, I can't tell you how much I've in, enjoyed this conversation with you, Saloni. Thank you so much for sharing all these interest, interesting stories and anecdotes about yourself. And thank you for being a part of Melting Pot. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Sometimes you've only talked to a person for the first time, but it feels like you've known each other forever. And this is what my chat with Saloni felt like. She is so friendly, genuine and honest. It's weird how the internet sometimes has such wrong information on it, which if Saloni had not corrected me, I would have continued to believe that in her past life, she was in the travel industry. Going to see a lot of Saloni on screen. Hope you've enjoyed listening to my chat with her and her share her journey with us. Until the next episode of Melting Pot, this is Pyle signing off. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.